Hello, and welcome to Wild and Precious Radio, the podcast where we explore the question, what if we're not just here to live, but to live well? I believe the answer to this question of fulfillment is found at the intersection of spirituality, love, purpose, and ultimately your unbridled self-expression. I'm Fiora, your host, and this is your One Wild and Precious Life. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today. (laughs) This is for people who like to hear about other people's businesses. Um, So I would just want to talk a little bit about restructuring my business because... um, Because it's been a journey and, again, like, I always love to share these stories that I've gone through and these oftentimes roller coaster chapters with the hope that it will permission you to listen to the voice within you that persists but that for whatever reason we are encouraged to ignore either by trauma or mentors who maybe are the right match, whatever. So I'm going to talk a little bit about coaching. Um, When I first... The reason I first got into coaching was I'd been exposed to personal development all my life. Uh, My dad is a bit of a personal development junkie. And, you know, I did my first, uh, I think they're called large group leadership trainings back in 2010. And I mean, if if you've ever heard me tell my origin story, like I picked up my first relational theory book when I was 17. So, um, you know, growing up, with my dad's relationship to self-discovery and him encouraging that in me, um, this this curiosity about, and this really understanding of how our thoughts create our reality, et cetera, et cetera, uh, has just been a through line throughout my life. Um, and But it wasn't until 2016, I was going through one of the darkest years of my life. I just it invested like $75,000 to do Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. Maybe that'll be another episode. And during that year, I met a life coach. And uh, it, she, she, her name's Morgan Field. I highly encourage you to look her up. She's a, a unicorn in human skin, like an actual like mystical creature that with a rainbow mane <laughs> that emits sunshine. Um, but I met her at an event in Fiji and she was moving through the world with a freedom and self-expression that honestly seemed like a mystery to me. And um, I, I was I was just about to come into that chapter of my life where I or maybe I was I was in the collapse of a life that looked great on paper and that I was utterly miserable in. I was working for a company that I believed in. I had a promising career. I honestly saw myself there for 10 years. I was dating somebody who, uh, you know, he was at the onset of his, what what would become a very um, prosperous advertising career. We had a dog. We had a cat. You know, we were the, we were sort of seen as a power couple in our, in our circle of friends. And, um, And on paper, my life looked like what I, you know, thought it was supposed to look like. But on the inside, I was I was pretty miserable and I I felt invisible in my relationship. Um, Looking back now, I realize I was abusing alcohol. I was I was drinking quite a lot. Um, And I was also accepting 
uh, I was accepting a lot less um, professionally than like what I was contributing. So, and, and I, I bring this up a lot and there's a lot of people I know who can identify with this where, you know, out from the outside, your life looks like what you thought you wanted it to look like and you get there, you achieve the goals, quote unquote, and you're miserable or you, or you, you know, you have a relationship that people around you set there. They go like, wow, you guys are so good together. And then you feel utterly alone inside that relationship. So 2016 for me was probably the darkest year of my life so far. Um, and so I'm simultaneously experiencing the darkest year of my life and I'm doing Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership, which is this absurdly high level, uh, program, if you will, where you go to all of his conferences and you travel all around the world with a bunch of other people who are also spending, you know, an arm and a leg uh, <laughs> for these experiences in this community. Um, and I met Morgan um, at the ver- at the very beginning of that year, and she said she was a life coach. I'd never heard that term before. And uh, I was like what's a life coach and you know it's basically and and I loved the metaphor or the analogy she used was you know you when you let's say you want to get in shape or you want to train for something like climbing a mountain you hire a personal trainer and the personal trainer gives you exercises and they bring expertise to help you uh you know start to learn about what you don't know yet she's like I do for people's quality of life what personal trainers do for people's fitness I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I hired her and we worked together for quite some time. And over this course of working with her, I I just, I thought life coaching was the coolest career um, where you get to really support people to create heaven on earth in this lifetime, where you help them with their relationships and you help them with uh, their relationship to their body and to their profession and to themselves, to their mindset. Um, and, and you really just begin to equip people with tools and skill sets so that they can create what I would now refer to as like art with their life and art with with their um, their relationships. And by the end of 2016, I decided I wanted to, you know, be a life coach. <laughs> and, uh, and I did and I... I I, I started um, I started seeking out professional training and I reached out to some friends to be developmental clients and I started building my practice. Um, and very soon after that, I was exposed to a type of business coaching after I launched about four or five months after I started working with my first clients that was, um, it was all, it was, it's called high, high ticket sales where you create uh, basically very expensive or yeah high price point coaching programs and and you sell those to people and the idea behind that or I guess the innocent idea behind that is um, you know you're putting your heart and soul into your clients and so instead of having a huge client base you have fewer clients but but regardless of how many clients you have, you create a business model that supports the lifestyle that really like honors who you are and honors you, you know, having financial abundance and and also get, you know, I remember when I learned when I first started working with my first business coach, I was like, wait a minute, you are going to help me build a company I love, help people and make a lot of money doing it. Like, where do I sign up? <laughs> 
And so that's how I started. And I did. I did I did quite well in the first few years. Um, again, a little bit more on paper than in reality. So I I was selling very high price package packages and also helping people people transform their lives and transform their marriages and meet the loves of their lives. So the work I still really, really believe in, but the business model for me fried my nervous system. It was a lot, a lot of hustle. Uh, it was, it was too, too much too fast uh, as far as, um, there's, there's a lot of like over investing in the coaching industry. So, uh, there's a lot of like messaging of like be the client that you want to attract. So like you should probably invest in this five thousand dollar a month program if you ever want to be able to sell that, right? So there's a little. <laughs> oh, I can't even say that out loud because. But there's just a little bit. It's a little bit. It feels a little bit Ponzi schemey once you get into it more, which again I'm not. I'm not really willing to throw out this industry, which like I love and I think facilitates a lot of incredible healing and transformation. But I think it's important to bring some discernment in. And there was a lot of messaging, sort of in the places that I was cutting my teeth as far as learning how to run my business, that um, was encouraging me to override that voice inside. And there were things that I was taught around sales that never sat right. But you know the the basically it was like oh well that's my mindset or that's like that's me playing small and and you know not trusting my own worthiness and all those sorts of things and so I internalized a lot of stuff and so I from the outside looking in or I guess from the inside looking out I looked at the work I was doing and I cared deeply about the people I was working with I cared deeply about the work we were doing and I'll just use the last two years for example specifically in attracting partnership and building really healthy, beautiful, nourishing, fulfilling partnerships. I loved that. I loved the transformation I was seeing in my clients. But being in the entrepreneurial weeds fried me. Um, I was doing these massive launches, required a lot of heavy marketing. At one point, I built my team out to about seven people. And we were doing quite well as far as revenue. But um, but we also had super high expenses because, like I said, I had like a team of seven people. Um, and so this last year, the, this about last year has been a deconstruction. And like I, the reason I'm talking about this, because it isn't just like, oh, let me sit down and feeling neutral about like, oh, I'll just like create a new business structure and a new business plan and <laughs> move forward with that is um, – there's been a lot of the the thing I can liken it to a little bit is uh, is like when if somebody leaves the church I think it's called uh, deconstruction where you're deconstructing the beliefs that you've been fed to really figure out like what is true what is act what is potentially like toxic or dysfunctional of this institution and like what is my relationship to a higher power actually look like for me you know, outside of what I've been told it's supposed to look like, but what it actually, like the truth for me as a, you know, as a soul on the planet. And that's really what the process I feel like I've gone through this last year. And, um, and honestly, it, 
there there is a sort of indoctrination that happened for me and for a lot of my peers around how we are supposed to show up specifically as a as people building online coaching companies and it and even to challenge these sort of industry adages felt well this is how it's designed right (laughs) it felt like I was doing it wrong or that I wasn't really committed or blah 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 blah, right like just all this internalized negative self-talk and so I spent about six months quote trying to do it differently but really what I was just doing was uh I was doing like less I was quote doing less but just experiencing more anxiety and then back in oh five months ago or so I I finally I I finally reached a point because this was also starting to manifest in my health which I talked about in the body image uh podcast a, a few episodes ago um finally my health made me made me really take a step back and just say like I got, I got to do this differently, or I got to get out of the game. And I didn't, I didn't want to get out of the game, but I was so indoctrinated into thinking that there was this, there were these like certain ways that I had to do business that I, I couldn't not think in these like super rehearsed, right? Like you got to consistently be on social media. You gotta, um, you gotta network. You gotta create content regularly you have to do this for your email you're just like all of these shoulds if you're loving the show so far please 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 it would mean the world to me if you would take a couple of minutes to write a review sharing your thoughts ideally glowing five star (laughs) Um, this helps us boost the visibility of the show so that more people can find us and more people can listen along and more people can join the conversation and if you haven't subscribed yet please give us a follow Um, if you follow the podcast what happens is when new episodes drop they land right into your devices podcast library when they're fresh and now without further ado back to the show and it wasn't and you know and if I'm not for example and one of the things that was really hard for me to shake was around my pricing which is like well I want you know I want to charge quote what the work is worth and so I I was a very expensive coach to work with um and you know and I was working with the majority of my clients have been um women CEOs multimillionaires and even they felt that the the they all they've said this consistently the work was really worth it and then when they would refer friends they would say it's really expensive and I was and I and I'd been noticing this phenomenon happen in my work where people were really pressurizing the work they were like I don't want to get to the end of these six months together this year together and you know feel like oh this is another investment I made that hasn't helped me uh, overcome this obstacle or attract the partner, whatever the goal might be. And and it really hasn't been until the last two months that I've been able to identify a wildly different relationship to the business and a new structure that supports this new relationship to the business. And 
and it all it all started to come into place where I gave my I did I gave myself permission to walk away and I was like okay I'm gonna take a sabbatical with the full knowledge that like it's pretty likely I won't come back to this work and I had to give myself permission to like I basically had to give myself permission to break up so that I could choose it again with actually no intention of choosing it again and um and I so I I let go of my team earlier this year. I hired an incredible assistant. Um, I downsized a lot of um, basically like the infrastructure and expenses of my business. And I promised myself I would just keep the things that felt nourishing and life-giving to be inside the creation of, to be inside the delivery of. Um, Cause I had done, I had done shoulds. I'd done a lot of the, I'd basically like done all the things I was supposed to do. Like buy the textbook. I hired the people to help me with the ads. I did this like lead generation thing. And, and I, and it, it, it worked, but the, the ceiling was super low on it working. And, and, um, and so when I when I finally asked this question, okay, like what does it feel to be good inside of? There were only two things from my from my former offerings that still felt life giving, and and I also realized it needs to be not just because my my older programs served my clients immensely, and they completely drained and depleted me, um, and my work really relies on me being. Uh, healthy and, and energy rich, right? So I was like, okay, well, let, let me like practice what I preach and actually create something that's a win-win-win. It's like a win for my team. It's a win for me. It's a win for my clients. It's a win for the world. And there were two things that came out. One is one-on-one work, which I love. I absolutely love working one-on-one. I love the intimacy of it. I love trusting that life provides the curriculum. I love I just, I just, I love everything about one-on-one work. So I was like, okay, I'll keep my one-on-one clients. And if people who really excite me cross my path and they want to work with me, I can look at inviting them to work with me. And the other was my membership, uh, which is a monthly program. It's called the Relationship Dojo. And it's similar in that it trusts life to provide the curriculum. We do two calls a month. It's only $97 a month. Um, And this was my new restructuring. So before I was... I was sort of taught you create these like super high-end programs that are like $1,500 plus a month. You do it for a year. There, A lot of people call them masterminds. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but for me right now, especially with, again, like my health being compromised for the last year or so, though it felt heavy. It felt like a lot to carry it out. It didn't feel energy rich. Whereas this membership which is $97 a month, which like everything I've been taught is like, no, don't, don't start low, start premium, stay premium, right? Actually feels really nourishing for me. I love showing up to these calls, the people who come and bring their questions for us to explore how they might have a conversation with a tenant that in a situation that's challenging or how they can talk to their partner about their sex life or money or how they can how they can explore dating in a way that feels uh, again like life giving as opposed to like a a mean a, a fruitless chore. Um, this membership f- feels 
so spacious and abundant. Uh, and it feels like something I could show up for till the cows come home. And so I and so I kept these two things. I kept the 101 and I kept the membership. And instead of instead of creating these like quarterly goals, it's like, you know, Q1, we're going to hit these numbers for Q1, which is what a lot of people do. I was like, I want to give myself a really spacious timeline. And so I created a two-year goal with the membership. Um, and and what I, th- I'll just share with you, oh, this was kind of vulnerable. Uh, I want to have a thousand people in the membership um, in the next two years. Um, and there's all these things I, I love about this new restructuring. Um, and it all came from trusting, like, does this feel good in my body rather than all of this in this sort of like information I'd absorbed about how my business is supposed to look it's like just like what are the things that feel good right and the obviously this podcast was another thing that felt life-giving and so I prioritize that even though currently there's no like plan to monetize the podcast um and so why am I sharing all of this one is if you're an entrepreneur you get to have permission to restructure your business and it can look completely opposite of what you were taught. So I was taught I was taught enroll people in these in these high level programs, start premium, stay premium. I made a lot of money that way. And like honestly, right now that doesn't feel nourishing for me. Doing and the other thing I love about the membership is because it's $97 a month, it's way more accessible. It's way more aligned with my values of equity where it's like I can create this space that's intimate that's full of incredible information where I can like bring in all these like guest teachers that I've dreamed about collaborating with and it's only $97 a month as opposed to like $1,500 a month right and the other thing that I restructured is I lowered my one-on-one pricing by 66% so (laughs) my coaches also informed me to never like talk about (laughs) Well, I could feel all my like jitters. Anyway, I'm just going to be totally transparent. So uh, for, for the last few years to work with me one-on-one, it was an $18,000 to $21,000 investment. And again, like I said, I was working with a, I was working with people who that investment was obviously possible. And um, we did lots of amazing work together. I'm so really proud of it. I actually think it's like kind of cool that um, I was creating like such luxury high-end experiences for my clients. And as I've come into this really somatically informed restructuring process, um, I was like, I don't want my one-on-one clients to feel pressurized in our work together. I want that regardless of their income, right? Just because someone can afford it. Like I, I want the experience to be one of like, of like, man, if I wanted to work if I wanted to do this work for three years, that feels really doable. I wanted people to be like, man, I feel like I'm getting a lot of bang for my buck. I want I want it to feel spacious f- for my clients. Rather, like, because pressure to a certain degree is it's scarcity. It's scarcity of time. And so I now charge $9.99 a month. So one third of what I was charging before, which is also something that flies in the face of everything I was taught, and yet, as I was exploring, like, what felt good and expansive and yummy for my body, like, these are the numbers. And the, this this is the structure that came through. And I, 
and I don't want to diminish how freaking challenging and what like, the emotional roller coaster of the last six months has been. Uh, my business coaches have held a lot of space for me bawling my eyes out. <laughs> um, but anyway, why am I sharing this? One, if you want to join the dojo or work with me one-on-one, for heaven's sake, reach out. What are you waiting for? But two is if you have your own business is is to give you permission. Like it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. It just has to make sense to you. And I really want to be part of a new, what's the word, like direction in the coaching industry or just, I guess, service-based businesses of, um, creating businesses from the ground up that are really, again, that take care of our nervous systems rather than constantly having us in stretch, constantly having us it like in what is usually like a, the precarious experience of our edge. Um, and that like, it's okay if results take time. It's okay if your progress is instrumental. There may even, it may even be more sustainable, not just from a business standpoint and like attraction standpoint, but it may be more sustainable for you and your body and your family and your relationships. Um, I was, I was like a bit of a workaholic when I was doing these like really massive, like impressive numbers in my business. Um, but I had, I was getting quite a bit of feedback from friends that I worked too much. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, so this is a bit of a winding story. The point is, is I wanted to share more transparently about what this like restructuring process has been. It's been highly emotional. Most of it has been very emotional. And also I've had to tangle with a lot of stuff around my worthiness because we live in a culture where our productivity defines our worthiness. Um, and I wanted to be an example of a leader who is daring to do something that doesn't make sense based on the way I was trained, but makes sense based on trusting my body, based on valuing equity, uh, based on really trusting that I am guided and that the way that I can hear that guidance is very much linked to my body. Um, and really give you permission that if you are an entrepreneur and you're experiencing resistance around some of the ways that you're being taught to build your business, that that may not be your limiting beliefs. It may not be you playing small. It may actually be a very trustworthy inner voice that, that, that is persisting because it believes that there is a different way that is more symbiotic for you, for your clients, for an abundant, uh, equitable sort of culture around prosperity. Um, and, and I hope that, um, even if you don't know the answer now, stick with it. Like I said, I sort of lived in this liminal space from, let's see, May, June, July, August for four months where I was like, I don't know what the F I'm doing. (laughs) 
I don't know what this business is going to look like if I'm going to have a business, if I'm going to continue coaching. Like, and and if you've ever been in a space where like a, a pillar that's as important to your sense of stability as like your career and your financial <clears throat> engine, right? Um, that uncertainty and that openness is a lot of creative tension to carry. Um, but I want you to stick with it. I want you to stay curious and I want you to trust those deep parts of you that that may be whispering it's loud enough that you're, you know, like you, you, you can't ignore the, res- the, the, the feedback there, but that might be, that might be pushing against some of the stuff you're being taught, not because again, you're playing small, but because there's actually a really wise part of you that's inviting you to be innovative on your own terms um, and I think that that the more the more leaders and the more entrepreneurs who who trust themselves in this way, I think the better off everyone that we support will be, and and that's where we really get to start to be part of that beautiful ripple effect that got us into this the service-based work in the first place, which it's like we want to improve the fabric of the planet, right? So thanks for listening to my restructuring my business conversation. If you have any questions, I'd actually love to hear them. Um, Also, I always love receiving your reflections. So um, if you want to connect, find me on Instagram. That's like literally shoot me a direct message and I'll... (laughs) I'll respond. Um, but just really happy, happy to hear, happy to have you here. And um, again, I hope my story in some way permissions you to be, you know, to be more aware of and more tuned into wisdom that you actually already carry with you. See you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another Wild and Precious episode. If you'd like to become a master artist in your relationships, consider joining the Relationship Dojo. Every month we meet live to workshop what's coming up for you in your relational world, whether it's mastering better communication and intimacy with your partner, connecting more deeply with friends, repairing rupture, or attracting new relationships into your life, the dojo is the perfect place to become more ninja at relating. Check it out at the link in this episode's show notes. And until next time, stay wild and stay precious.